Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. It's Janet and the Higher Stuff Voice, and I'm so glad to be back here every week. I love this show, as you guys know by now. Anyway, before I go on about the show, I do want to give my email address because I'm hoping to hear from some of you, and I am hearing from time to time, so I'm thinking it's a good thing. Uh, my email is jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. That's jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. Please contact me. Questions, comments, suggestions, freakouts, whatever you feel you want to communicate, and I will get back to you. It might be something I'll share on the show or not. It doesn't really, it doesn't at all mean that I'm going to share it on the show. So don't feel shy. And even if I did, I can hide the whoever asked it. So it's, it, please reach out to me. Okay. Okay. So what I was trying to decide is I'm doing these random shows, as you know, what I'm trying to do, uh, what I tried to do was decide what to do. I have <clears throat> an inordinate amount of stuff that I can do as I keep saying and it's true. And so I was out talking to the higher self. I had a couple of ideas. And Monday I was out as I often get work to get information and do healing on myself and on others when I'm out walking. I was out and I'm saying, you know, I got a couple of ideas, any suggestions. And they gave me something very different. And they gave me something that may seem like, oh, isn't this old information? And that's about forgiveness. I think we've all heard from childhood that forgiving is important. And so I was a little bit, I didn't know where to go on it because I wanted to have it something special from my higher self perspective. And they reminded me of something that happened early when in my doing these kind of healings. This was maybe, I want to say 10 or 14 years ago. It was a long time. And I've been working healing for much longer than that. But the soul scan that I do now was in process of becoming back in those days. So it wasn't as developed and expansive as it is now. But in any case, I had a friend, a friend, not a, it was a good friend, but not a close, close friend. And he was in construction. And one day he just, burst out confiding in me about something. And, and this is the story I want to tell you to lead into the higher self information. <clears throat> Excuse me. He told me that he had a very heavy duty lawsuit going on against him. And then he gave me the background and I'm going to have to give you guys some of the background. So you'll understand the point of the story. He was being sued by his ex-wife's family his ex-wife had died, his ex-wife had died, and his ex-wife's family was suing him for custody of the children and for their home. 
Now, half the home, of course, belongs to the children because it's the ex-wife's half, and there was no question about it. But the kids were still um, not a, adults yet. They were still going to local schools. And so he wanted not to sell the houses yet and give the half over to the wife's family for the children or whatever. He wanted to live there in the, in the area to continue with the schools they were in. And he also wanted to keep custody because the, the, the parents of his ex-wife were suing him for custody of the children as well, which meant because they lived in another country, the children would be moving to another country to be with the parents. So this was very, very difficult for him. And this is what he explained happened. I'm like, how did that situation all come to about? I mean, how did it come about? What happened? And he explained that, and I knew this about him, so it wasn't news, but he, he kind of owns it. He says, you know, I'm not someone who can talk about my emotions. I can't be, I'm just not someone who opens up. I, I don't think I've ever told my wife, I love her. I don't speak in those, I don't emotionalize things. And yet in all my actions, I show the love. And he, he said, I'm, our marriage was great. It was great. We had two kids. We built a life for ourselves here in this country. We were very happy. We were very um, happy together. We had a very good marriage. And then my wife got breast cancer. She was able to deal with my inability to share on the emotional level. She was able to deal with it when things were all good. But when she got cancer, she needed emotional support. We all understand that, don't we? So what did she do? She reached out to a group. Now, this was before meetups. It was before a lot of, you know, the Internet really had gotten started. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess it had been around, but it had, you know, I don't know that there was Google at that point. In any case, they, she didn't have many options. She found a group and would share her grief about the cancer, her, her upset, her fears, and also that what would come out is, just a sec. Oh, my goodness. Forgot to shut my phone down. Um, mute my phone. Anyway, so what would come out was her frustration, her anger at her husband because he wasn't there for her. At least he couldn't be there for her because of the kind of man he was. He did the best he could, but she felt unsupported emotionally. And she shares this with the group. Well, the group over time, here's her rage, here's her frustration, here's her anger, and decides that it's the husband, my friend, that caused the cancer. They convince her that he caused it, and if she wants to get better, she needs to divorce him. So that's what happened. While she's in the stages of dying from the cancer, she divorces them. She gives them divorce papers. She doesn't allow him to see her in the hospital. It was really tragic, all that developed. She also convinced her side of the family, her parents, her siblings, uh, her, her friends, that she was doing the right thing, that he ha she had to get away from him, that he was not evil, but she, she, he was just such a bad influence on her. 
um, and, and really it was so difficult. Whereas before the cancer, everybody was friends. Everybody was friendly. The two families were very close. So she's also telling her family members all this stuff, the same stuff she's told this group, and they too become convinced they have to take the children away from him, that he's been getting away with whatever for years. They turn 180, everybody is against him. And so she does die, and he's in this lawsuit that gets started after she dies, and the, the family is going after both the house. They want him to get rid of the house so that they can have that, her half of the money, and they also want custody of the children. So that's when I, when he opened up to me with the lawsuit, I don't know exactly where it was in process, but it was definitely there. He was spending every dime just trying to defend himself. <clears throat> and at one point, I said, well, you know, why don't I do a healing on you? Because he was really suffering. He was struggling with no support. Her family wouldn't speak to him, only through the lawyers. Some of their friends wouldn't speak to them, speak to him. The children were in, in despair because they don't know what to make of it. Their mother and father now have this thing, and the families, and, and they're in, you know, suffering. So it was a mess. So I offered to do a healing on them. Okay. So I, I go to start to do the healing on them. And what happens? The ex-wife comes in. Now, I've called people in. I've worked on people out of body or who weren't present. That wasn't new. But normally before that, Ida was requested if they were available to come in. Well, I didn't request. All of a sudden, she's there. And she is so, so, so upset. She is just gushing, fast and furious. She comes in. I'm like, what? You know, because this is new. I've had since then many people come in unexpectedly, but, but this is one of my first times. And she's gushing all the pain, all the guilt, all the despair that she's in so you know I had to slow her down and I said okay what's going on she says well when I laid aside the body it took me about two seconds to understand what happened and I forgave him completely he was only himself and we'd had a great marriage up to the point I got sick and why was I expecting him to be any different but I was so angry and so scared because of the cancer that I ended up turning it around and putting it on him. And she said, I've long since forgiven him. I have forgiven him. But here's the deal. I can't forgive myself. I'm in despair. I am full of shame. I, am, I don't remember exact words, so I'm telling you what I remember of what she was talking about. She said, we had a beautiful family. We were giving our children beautiful lives. And what is my legacy now? Hatred, anger, bitterness, betrayal. I've created a wedge between the two families. I have created such a ripple effect. That's my legacy. And I'm so upset. I can't do anything but think about that. 
That's all I can think about. I'm so stuck because I can't forgive myself. She was just so upset. So I said, well, let me see if I can help you. So, of course, I did the healing on her instead of him. And we spent a lot of time releasing all of her shame and her guilt and her upset, the ripple effects, the, the you know, the self-blame was so huge because the children were suffering. Everything was in danger that they had created for their family was in danger now because she poisoned her family against him and they were going after him tooth and nail, no holes barred. And she knew that it was what she had created before she died. She understood uh, that he was being who he was, that he, she wasn't going to get support for him. And there wasn't any technical problem that she went to a group, but it was the scenario of her t- turning around and so out of her upset, her fears and her angers about disease itself, she had to lash out at someone and she created this scenario. So I did work on her and she did release a lot of stuff. And she, toward the end, she started to cry because she, it'd been several years. Well, maybe not several, but I think two or three years. Uh, I don't remember. Time is never clear for me, but there was a number a year or two at least, maybe three since she died that she'd held on to this. It's what the higher self call a soul set. She was focused on the prior life because of what happened. That whole death and dying thing created this really difficult situation and she blamed herself 100% for it and could not forgive herself and she that's all she thought about. She found it very easy to forgive him when she laid aside the body But here's the deal, guys. We lay aside the body. We take with us all those energetics. We don't magically get over being angry or get over being upset. We get some more insight. She got the insight that she, she saw clearly what she had created, but she hadn't, she hadn't been able to get over the guilt, the blame, the despair of what her legacy had turned into and it was for her devastating so had her heart like also she's so pure of purpose and sincere of motive she has that beauty inside her but it was all the scenarios and the emotions and the fears that just distorted everything and when she moved across in the other side of the veil she saw that and it moved her into this state of guilt shame, despair. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, we have some um, workmen here, so you're going to hear noise from time to time. We also have a dog that barks all the time. Um, He's next door. I don't have any say over it, but but it does break my heart because I do hear it a lot. Anyway, so I did work on her. At the end, she was crying because she had some relief. She felt a lot better. And so she said to me, and I'm just so glad that she'd come in. She said to me, is there a way that I can tell my husband that I forgive him? I want him to know because I know he's carrying such a burden. And he blames himself, too, for him not being the kind of man that I needed at that point in time. So I want to talk with him. 
So I said, well, sure. And I said, I'll have him call you in, which is what I did. I went to him and I said, look, here's the deal. I told him the story and I said, she wants to tell you herself. And I want you to just call her in and you can imagine her sitting in the seat next to you in the car or on the couch or something like that. And just talk to her, tell her how you feel. Cause I know you don't blame her either. He never blamed her. He only blamed himself. So when he talked to me about what happened, it was never about, you know, there wasn't anger at her. So I said, tell her too. That's going to help her. She's still, she's on the road to self-forgiveness, but she still has a ways to go because it's not just this life. If you read what I said in my description of the show, I talked the higher self. I gave a quote from the higher self. I had to edit it right down because we have limited stuff, limited room. But still, the heart of the quote is very is there. And they said we go through these experiences, we misunderstand, and then we take them forward, lifetime after lifetime, and build on them. So her experience in this life isn't the only one she doesn't forgive herself for. So she's going to go through a process of forgiving herself of taking off the layers of self-blame and guilt and shame. That's what happens. And I told him, I said, if you speak to her, it will help her too in her process to forgive herself and maybe for you to forgive yourself. So next thing I heard, he told me a couple days later that he did call her in that day. And he said, but I couldn't hear her. So I just figured that eh, she wasn't there or I don't know how to do it. And he, and I stopped. So I said, well, you know, it takes a little practice to hear at that level. But if you called her in and she's, she will be there. She's waiting for the call. She was there. She wants to hear from you and she will tell you how she feels. You may not be able to hear it at the ear level, but you'll be able to hear it in another way. You'll take it in. So he says, oh, so he did try it again a few more times, but, you know, he didn't hear anything. He didn't sense anything, so he doesn't know what to tell him, but he, he, he just said he did try it a few more times. In any case, I know he did get to keep the house. The children were there, and when they finished, you know, when the youngest one got through high school and went off to college, he did sell the house. He's now moved out of state. He's continued his life, and it did work out all, all right. I don't know how she went because she's never returned to me, and I've never had an occasion to call her in, but she was on her way to forgiving herself. So what I want to say is that when you don't forgive yourself, you get stuck. She was really clearly stuck. She'd moved over to the human kingdom heavens, but that was all that she could think about, you know, how terrible a legacy she left, how she'd hurt so many people she loved. And her intention was not that. Her intention, it just came out of the fear and the, the anger at life giving her this disease. And she just had to lash out at someone. And so, but she's stuck. When we don't forgive ourselves, we're stuck and think about how much many times in this life things have happened to us. Maybe it's our parents. Maybe it's our a sibling. 
Maybe it's a coworker who we think stabbed us in the back. Think about how many times we've been upset or angry with someone and we're still holding the grudge. We're still somewhere in there also feeling like we have something to do with it. You know, maybe it was that time where uh, I was totally engrossed in something and my coworker was trying to be friendly with me and I just kept, you know, pushing her away, pushing her away. And she probably did that because she she thought I was being mean or that I didn't like her and she was getting back at me. So even though something happens, even though we at some level blame the other, there's almost always a self-blame going on too. So that the grudges that we hold, the upsets that we carry, the resentments and anger that, or rage even, or hatred even that we carry toward other people is often reflective of how we feel about ourselves. We take responsibility on some level. As long as we're blaming them and making it their responsibility, we don't have to look at the part where we're blaming ourselves. It, we keep deflecting that kind of inner awareness and everybody does it. There's nothing wrong, but we just, we just have a hard time looking at these patterns. So I want to encourage everyone and I'm going to quickly run through a short little exercise or an approach for you guys to use on this. I want you to understand that lack of self-forgiveness is a prison and it comes in many different forms. And this story I told was very clearly, she had herself 100% responsible. She thought it was her husband's fault. And this, this is, but he never had any idea that she felt responsible until she came in. It was news to him. But I want to tell you that if you're angry at somebody else, if you're upset with somebody else, you're holding grudges or resentment toward somebody else or something else, there's something in you you need to forgive yourself because you've brought in this into your outer reality. You've brought in a situation or condition that is really upsetting to you and that you resent, that you're holding grudges. You're angry. And you might, as far away that you get, you move across the country <laughs> to get away from some situation or condition, family or whatever, and you find that you keep recreating the same type of thing here or wherever you move. Because when we move, we don't move away from the energetics we carry. What we need to do, guys, is we need to neutralize, we need to dissolve, clear all of those energetics, not just from this life, but from every life, known and unknown. We don't have to know what all the situations and conditions were. And not only that, we, we won't know. There's no way. And the higher selves in that quote were really clear. If you seek and search to try to figure out, oh, well, what happened here and what happened there and whose responsibility is this and who, you know, what happens is we're just empowering what we're trying to let go of. You just need to look in your outer reality and you say, you know, I have some really deep guilt coming up about X, Y, or Z, some situation or some condition. Maybe a parent died and the last time you spoke to them, you were really angry. You're going to carry guilt maybe about that for whatever reason. And you know, there's a million of them out there. When you feel guilty or you feel ashamed or when you feel anger and resentment, both sides need to clear 
so that you can truly love and truly accept and truly forgive yourself. So what I'm trying to say is, don't we get sometimes really bummed when somebody says, well, just forgive yourself. Just forgive the other person. What's the big deal? Because for them, that situation or scenario isn't personal. It isn't a personal issue for them. They are well-meaning and they are seeking something that we all know that forgiveness is important. So they're just reminding you in a well-meaning way. But boy, sometimes it's really difficult to get rid of the guilt or the shame or the anger or the resentment, whatever is play, the blame. So here the ex-wife moved about as far away as she could from her ex-husband. She lay aside the body and moved to the other side of the veil. She still couldn't forgive herself. This is, these issues are deep. So what I want each of you to, to understand is we, we want to work on this pattern, these problems from two sides. One, we do the amalgamation. Remember, become one with that pure soul essence we carry. Move into the center of that symbolic light, knowing it's everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is our most potent, purest, most perfect point of power. This is what does the work. This is what does it. And by focusing on it, guys, we invite it in. Okay? It's already there, but we activate it. We say, okay, work in my free will arena here. So I want you to become one with the pure soul essence. You can sense it. You can imagine it. You can say the words, I am my pure soul essence. Just see, a feel, a sense, experience the light surrounding the totality of who you are. Then say, I am my higher self. See, sense, imagine becoming one with that high, high, high evolutionary frequency that you carry within. Become one with that. Then I am the originating source of all there is. We already are, but when we say it consciously, we are consciously, again, inviting the energies in at the very highest level that we can take in at this moment in time. So we're in this amalgamated state, and I want you just to begin to let go of guilt, shame, anger, resentment, grudges, and anything around that that comes up for you. Maybe you have a specific incident, like you're blaming yourself for uh, being the cause of something, that it's your fault. I want all those kind of that anything that comes up in your mind to to let go of and you start letting go of guilt and maybe you go, wait, it's way more than guilt. I'm so ashamed of myself. I feel like I'm the worst person in the world. So start letting go of lack of self-worth, the belief that you're a bad person, the belief that, you know, you're evil or you're the root of all, you know, problems. It's for everyone surrounding you, whatever you come, I'm sorry, but my eye, I said something in my eye, um, whatever is causing you that guilt, that shame, I want you to let all of that go. And I want you to let go as much as you can, the anger and the blame of somebody else or situation or condition that is bothering you, because that is also important. And all the blame, at first, you may not see that there's any blame there. You may just see that it's their fault. But I think as you keep releasing it, you're going to start to get inklings of 
elements where maybe you had something to do with it or you believe you had something to do with it. That's your perception. And once you start to let go of the anger and the blame of the other person, you're more able to look and see, okay, was I ever a part of it or what did I misunderstand? How did I misinterpret things? How did, where did I not see? Where was I not seen? Anything like that. Let that all go. Those are all beliefs. They're all misunderstandings, misinterpretations, miscommunications, all of that. And, and we have taken so much of that on and distorted it to find ourselves lacking, worthless, valueless. And same with the other people. They're lacking. They're the problem. And it's just this, the, the whole blame game gets going to the other person and to ourselves. And so we want, I want you to let go of all of that. But in addition to letting go of a lot of things, it's important to use the energies, the divine energies to help heal you. It isn't, easy, it isn't enough to just say, oh, I forgive a person because those are words, okay? It is not healing you at the deepest level. Saying the words can maybe get us used to the concept, I forgive so-and-so. But remember, it's more than just so-and-so. It's anybody in your life that you have absolutely, you feel you've taken, you, it's your fault, you, you're worthless, or it's somebody that you're blaming as worthless. So I want you to call in the two divine energies of divine love and divine forgiveness. And what those divine energies do, they're those, that powerhouse. You activate them. It's, you already have them, but I want you to activate them and focus on them and feel that, that divine loving energy being generated from the heart center, your own heart center, and it's moving up out of the top of your head and creating like a fountain of pure divine love, higher heart consciousness at the highest level and you're bathing in it i also want you to do the same thing with divine forgiveness feel it sense it empower it activate it from your heart center it is a divine energy you don't have to feel forgiveness we're activating the divine energy that you carry so you may be activating it and you don't feel forgiveness yet that's okay you're activating it from the pure soul essence you want the divine forgiveness to come up and come out the top of your head just like the love and create the fountain. So you have both energies in that fountain and you're bathing in it. And what does it do? It goes in and around you and it seeks and searches for those areas that you're carrying at the energetic level that do not match it. And it helps you with the release process. It helps you to neutralize and dissolve the feelings, the thoughts, the belief systems, the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, all the blames to yourself and others, all the stuck places that have kept you in this place of lack of self-forgiveness. And it is going to help you move in a natural way to forgiving yourself. It's not about forcing yourself. I have to forgive myself. I have to forgive so-and-so or so-and-so. It isn't about forcing. It, if you do the two processes, the releasing and bathing in those divine energies, 
you're going to find that your, your emotional responses to these things are going to get less and less. You're going to lighten that burden, that load, that despair, whatever it is that you're carrying because you don't forgive yourself. And it's not just about other people. We can also forgive ourselves and need to forgive ourselves for our financial issues, whatever problems we're having if we have financial issues. issues. We can forgive ourselves for that. We have to forgive ourselves for the totality of who we are. I don't mean to say we have to. That's the hope. That is the really deep healing that allows us to also properly love ourselves. So forgiveness and proper self-forgiveness and proper self-love are absolutely go hand in hand, and they are going to help us give birth to ourselves at a much higher, more joyous, more fulfilled manner. So we're going to forgive ourselves for financial difficulties, or maybe we're having problems at the work, or maybe we're having problems in relationships. Maybe we're having problems with our career or with our creative gifts and talents, whatever, it will, we want to forgive ourselves, and it's going to be mostly unknown. We don't know what we don't forgive ourselves for because how many lives have we had? Eons. So when you do the releases, please understand you always want to say known and unknown, understanding that sometimes knowing only makes us empower it more. So we want to just let go of all the pieces. It's complex. It is so highly complex and so highly individualized. What's true for me is not true for the next person or the next person or the next billion people. We've all gone through on a completely huge journey. So that's it. That's basically why it's so important to forgive because it holds us stuck. It holds us where none of us want to go. Even if you feel in this life that you don't carry grudges and resentment, that you've come at peace with yourself and other people, that's fantastic. But please still do the exercise because you have had eons of lives where you have had things like that, that you have blamed yourself and you have shame and guilt. Remember, I think I'm pretty much told you that I used to think I didn't have any shame because I had a friend who had so much shame. Mine didn't look like hers, so I thought I didn't have it. Well, of course, I did. And as I went my journey, I discovered shame everywhere. It just looked different. So go ahead and do the exercise anyway, because we're trying to get part of the awakening is to get all of these lifetimes of energetics that are carried at that conglomerate soul level. We're trying to clean them all out. It's the soul mind detox. It is moving quickly with the evolutionary thrust. With that, I see I've gone over, but I knew I would, so I'm not too worried about it. In any case, I just want to share that with you all because we all need to, we all want to awaken, transform, become one with who we are, know who we are, love ourselves properly, love each other properly, respect ourselves, accept ourselves, and everybody else. That's the long-term goal. That's what the process of soul, mind, body detox that we're all in, the evolutionary thrust is wind at our back, pushing us to get through more and more of this stuff. So please, um, until next week, and I don't know, I may talk about forgiveness again because it's such a big topic and there's more examples, but I never know. 
So in any case, I will talk to you next week, and I wish everyone the best, and thank you so much for being part of my community. Um, love you guys. Don't forget to email me, jbvmrichmond at gmail.com. Okay, with that, I have to put the outro on. Okay. Janet is a catalytic artist, an award-winning author, a radio show host, and a healer. You can find her on her website, HigherSelfVoice.com, also on Amazon, Kindle, Facebook, YouTube, and on the podcast app on your smartphone. To reach her with questions or for a healing session, her email address is jvvmrichmond at gmail.com.